conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash Girls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash Girls. Sign up today. I just came back from the salon, and for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. (laughs) Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time (laughs) with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells unbelievable. Believable. Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. This app may be tardy for the party, but my love for all of you and mostly myself is right on time. This episode is Gone with the Wind Delinquent. And I'm back, like the great <laughs> Gina Keo. <laughs> oh my god, you guys, it's Andy's Girls. Wait, how did I fuck this up? What episode is it? 51. 
because OG of the AG, Damian Valino, is back, happy to be here, ready to kiki, and I was on a little bit of a hiatus. <laughs> I just took a bus to get here, took off my, oh my wet God. boots to get into uh we have a lot to talk about. We have so much to talk about. It's slushy outside. It's really fucking gross. It's like winter now. Mm-hmm. I still don't have a diagnosis. You guys, I found out from a doctor this week. I said that us getting a spinal tap without working anesthesia was hitting bottom to a specialist this week. And then she literally was like, you need to get a colonoscopy. <laughs> so we had a little moment of like, what does hitting bottom mean? <laughs> Chic say la vie. you guys. Say bon, say bon. No, this is a great segue of um, diagnosis too. Did you see oh, that Yolanda, Yolanda oh, Hadid has a new like reality show? Yolanda Hadid was filming a reality show for Lifetime it's about like, like mother daughter models. Yeah, and, and I think that it's like her modeling. She's a management manager. I don't know, but like somehow. <laughs> Wait, is she a manager for Gigi and Bella? Yeah, and I think that they're like on the show, and I was like. I was like, why does this show look stupid? And then I was like, but like they're supermodels. So like it's kind of a big deal that she got them to like film her reality show. Honestly, the second I heard it was going to be on Lifetime, I was like, I don't That's know. Kim Richards and her daughter were on a show. Kim Richards and her daughter were on that show that was like, help me, my family is fucked. It was like marriage boot camp. Da- mother daughter edition but not that marriage boot camp it was like something boot camp you know what's so weird any of those offshoot shows and you know we both stand for housewives did i use that correctly am i cool mm-hmm. stan love mm-hmm. it um some of those offshoot like kim richards right the kim richards and her daughter one aviva and her husband were on marriage boot camp yeah i never watch any of those shows I didn't understand. I just have no interest I mean, in them. I don't know why, because I love these women. Yeah. I love to loathe in well, some cases. I think with some of those shows, it's like where reality stars go to die. So I don't really want to watch them on like a show where they're just, I don't know. I just like, they think they're collecting a check opposed to watching. Like, I feel like watching a spinoff on Bravo is like watching their lives. It feels like super desperation. And the desperation that I like is like the desperation between friends or as you'll see on some of the franchises, like maybe Atlanta, when people sort of act out a lot. I would say that on maybe even probably more so Jersey this season where it doesn't feel as true as it could be. And I think it I comes, so it's too apparent. about Jersey. Okay. Well, first off, guys, so we last recorded Andy Scrolls like a day ago, aka like 30 days, like, like 20 a month days ago. ago, like a month ago. So, so many, so much has happened during that time that before we just pressed record, I was like, you need to help me because there's been so much and I'm going to pretend it's because I'm like super sick, you guys, so pity me. But I just genuinely, it's been so much and I've seen every episode at least once i don't 100 percent remember what happened during the dallas reunion except i liked it i liked what they were wearing it felt a little dark and then leanne has been saying some stuff on social media that concerns me me about like she's not coming back whatever which i think is just a reach for more money and kudos to her because she she is the show she is the show so that needs to happen i thought the weirdest i think we talked about this so i think that i don't know if we watched what we talked about part one and part two of dallas but we did part one i think it's interesting that the most fascinating thing to me was that the women on the left sofa okay. drew a line in the sand with Leanne because to me that's not like it just felt weird because I was like, what are you fighting? Like, it's Wait, like, you mean like Brandy and Stephanie? Brandy, Stephanie and Carrie. I was like, yeah. why are they drew? I felt like they were drawing a line in the sand of like, it's fine that Brandy said you cheated on um, like that you cheated with Mark 
on his wife as the oh, nanny. Oh, right, that your relationship, like, we, your marriage can, started with an affair when yeah, you were like, the nanny. I can forgive Brandy for that, but God forbid Leanne say that, like, she's going to kill me. Well, Leanne said that, I mean, there's a difference between, like, you were the babysitter, which you need to own up to, and, like, is a weird insult on a socioeconomic scale which a hundred percent there were two parts of it one is you were the family babysitter right and i thought there was like a little bit of money shade applied there mm-hmm. and two money lifestyle and two you may have fucked this man while he was still married and your marriage started out sort I of it's pretty a damaging duplic- to character so i thought it was interesting that carrie um drew that line in the same like, like forgave brandy and was like we're friends and then was like but but leanne in but, I mean, you know, but Leanne I, was threatening physical violence. I don't repeatedly think it's real, and like it's it's so real that she does it when she doesn't think she's being recorded. That's the difference. It's like some real. There's some. I, I'm I so sorry. That, there's just, some real Daniel Stabian stuff there where it like makes me uncomfortable. It's like a little trigger. I think, it's a little trigger. I think that I don't agree. That, I don't disagree that she has like anger issues, but I do think that like it's it's pretty bad for your kids to see that you like. To hear someone say you cheated with their sibling's mother, uh, like cheated on the sibling's mother with your now husband as a nanny, and that's pretty damaging to your character. So, like, I think it's weird to be like, I'm drawing on a line, like, and and that feels weird and like backstagey. Like, why? Like, what do the three of them have cooking up for next season that they were like? I can get past this Brandy, but like I will, we're not aligning with Leanne. It's like, I don't know. I think it's strange. And I think that Leanne's a star and like, I wish Carrie would just go away. Let's talk a little bit about casting. So I don't think that there should be any changes to Dallas next season. I think that they have done so well. Maybe I know that you're going to say me. I I, like feel very strongly. You're going to say that Carrie should be fired, but she's the only one who sort of has a bone to pick with everybody. I think. So she should stay. Kind of. I don't like her, but I think that she could right. come back and say, like, me and me and Brandy aren't friends, even though, like, we made up. Like, I'm not into it. You I know? feel like she's a flat. She's like a 1% skim milk version of Lisa Rinna, where she's not as crazy as Rinna, but I don't die for her. And I think she should stay on the show. You know what I'm saying? Like, when they come to casting changes, I'm no, I don't know anyone that's necessarily, like, alpha team Carrie Duber. I don't know a single person. I don't even think Mark is. Maybe the child that's, like, named after Swiss. Switzerland or whatever <laughs> but I think that she's similar wait, what to is her kid's name Zurich oh my god I don't think I knew that because like, they go never... wait guys did I make that up that's... no I think that's right Zuri I think you're right it's because of Zurich because they go to Switzerland all the time which they used I to talk about right. season one like every right. five minutes and I was like guys I don't know anything about Switzerland but I'm pretty sure it's not as great as what you're saying it is I, I think that like this if I do you mind if I'm segueing? Oh, Damien. <laughs> like I told Damien no, no, no. It's just I'm thinking a lot about casting because I'm looking at the um shit storm that is Jersey. I, I'm uh, yeah. just so overwhelmed with how much I dislike it this season. I and so it, it, I'm just been, coming from all the bad. Like, thank God for for, for Dallas. Atlanta. Yeah. Because it was good. Yeah. And like last night I um I was watching like Watch What Happens Live. I was like catching up and it was Which like, one? The Christmas special? The twelve dings of Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Loved it. And my roommate said when Giselle came out, he was like, I miss Potomac. He was like, I act, he was like, at least the shade was good and the drama was better. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, OC was bad. OC was so Jersey bad. Jersey is bad. Right. Atlanta isn't bad, but like. I'm I'll confused get, by Atlanta. I'm, we'll get to it. Yeah. We'll like, get to I it. Just, like, I don't think Atlanta's bad. It's my favorite usually, but I t- it's like, it's, it's, we're too many episodes into where I'm feeling. 
the way I feel. And I'm yeah. just like, I hope Beverly Hills is better because like, I've, is this the end of an era with, with Housewives? Like, everything is bad. Wait, what do you mean end of an era? Do you is mean it, like they need to like, like kill house... some of the older franchises and I just put think, more... Like, OC was bad. And then I was like, well... OC I... was... And I was like, in Jersey, I was like, oh, it's going to be good. Like, the beginning, the first episode, I was like, oh, maybe this is the right cast. And then I was like, actually, I hate it. And now Atlanta is like just taking too long to get good. And I'm like, is it going to get good or is it going to just be bad too? Like, is it bad? Is it... A... So let's start step by step. OC, I was shocked with the how the reunion went. First off, um, what's her face has already been fired. Peggy is that her name? Oh, is that true? I don't, I don't know if I read that. Yeah, she's like already been fired. Second off, I thought that Tamra and Shannon had a really great opportunity to actually bury Vicky Gumbelson. I think that if they had stayed and banded together, they could have done just enough because the audience, I think, on social media has really been clamoring for Vicky to get fired. And I think if they had just stayed consistent, that might have actually happened and there could have been hope for OC next season. And instead... I think genuinely that either production got involved or Tamara started thinking like a producer and decided that she needed this desperate apology from Vicky that's always going to be shaded and bullshit because Vicky will never truly take responsibility and they would have this emotional moment and move on because why else would Tamara bring that BFF bracelet from like three or four years with her to the reunion to give to Vicky quote unquote off camera except with the camera there and then they're like eating food and kikiing after the reunion had been completed. I thought it was extremely, extremely manufactured and, and manipulated that they had that like open like you know how I feel about my family and blah 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 and why would you say Eddie was gay and blah 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 and Vicky saying like I wasn't in a cancer scam except a she wasn't a cancer scam and b then she she then created a cancer scam with Koto Insurance that for some reason nobody talked about on the couch that whole thing when Vicky was like I'm starting a nonprofit to like raise funds mm-hmm. or whatever to support but really it was for people to give their information that would get directed to Koto Insurance so they could become a client so Vicky could continue making money. I didn't understand for the life of me why no one brought that up or it might be just because it's so exhausted but I think either way there was an opportunity for a fresh slate without VG or demoting her to friend of which I think would make more sense because there was a lot of movement on OC just in hindsight I think like Kelly Dodd has continued to surprise me in a way that actually this season there was an overwhelming amount of like we needed Kelly Dodd and Kelly Dodd's emotional personal growth I thought we needed a lot I'm so excited for Shannon to turtle time next season I'm excited for probably not a lot else I think that there was an opportunity to like shut the door and learn from the mistakes of this season and they completely did the exact opposite and decided to double down and now I think we're totally fucked and now Vicky is in media talking about how Megan King Edmonds shouldn't be on the show that she has no friends and it's like sweetie like no like you should you should be as quiet as humanly possible until the show starts airing again like don't try to make enemies with Megan King Edmonds because you're I don't think she's gonna win that fight I think I think Vicky thinks because of that dumb slightly manufactured moment at the end of episode two of the reunion that like everything's okay and they're gonna start over and she might be right and that's what I'm like like lights out for OC. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I think that um, OC and I think some of the other franchises are suffering from like they're eating their own tail. And what I mean by that is like if I had a boyfriend and he, I told you he had Wait, if I had a boyfriend? (laughs) If I had a boyfriend. (laughs) You guys swipe right for Jamie. Get in my DMs. But like if I had a boyfriend (laughs) that I was like he has cancer and then it was like oh it was a lie and you were like that's despicable you're not in my life. And then I was like, hey, it's two seasons later. 
you'd be like, actually, you're still not in my life. But because it's a television show, Vicky expected and the producers expected that they would get past this because they are forcing people to be friends. Right. And in real life, no one would choose to continue to be, maintain a friendship with Vicky. They would be like, hey, you just were not friends and you can have actually done more terrible things in the time since then. Right. So that I think is like why it's it's like it's clear that no one would maintain a relationship with Vicky. And then on top of that, it's like the most interesting stuff to me about Tamara isn't her. Shockingly, it's not her being a bodybuilder. It's like <laughs> it's her relationship with her daughter, which her, is about the show. Her daughter. You think that's what's most interesting? Yeah, maybe like that, like really... the most dramatic real life stuff about, yeah, life. about Tamara yeah, yeah. is that her daughter doesn't want to have a relationship with her because she can't like not live it out online like, on right. tv and on social media and i think that like that's when these shows become problematic is like how do you talk about things that when there's people in your lives like kenny is experiencing that on atlanta it's like her husband was like i love you i don't want to be on this show i happen to believe like that's real and i don't and i think he just like isn't into it and i think she like is is struggling with like how do i maintain this real relationship that i like i'm gonna marry him whatever i'm gonna jump in and marry him because like i feel like it's right but he doesn't want to be on TV and it's like, but that's my job. And it's like, these shows are starting. Like, I want to see the real stuff. Like that is why I don't know. And it's like, why uh, they're all bad. Why they're all bad. So you talk a little bit about how Kenya's like hiding her relationship from the cameras. Cause she was given some kind of ultimatum. Do you think that that, you think that that marriage was like, is like totally real. I think something's fucked up there. I think something's fucked up. Just like, um, she by Sheree, Chateau Sheree, in like this weird relationship with a guy in jail is like a little too. I just, I think that the Phaedra for me, I was like, what is she trying to? It like felt like shades of like, oh yeah, it's no big deal. Well, He's just there for like you I know think an Sheree's internship. Been in that relationship, and I think the Bob stuff was created for television last year, and I think she's been in this relationship. So I think that her getting them making her talk about it is like wait what do you think was created for tv because bob making jokes about like assaulting her no 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 no, i'm sorry that was real i think oh the fake the fake dating when he like took her to a vegan place or whatever and they were gonna like and that they were gonna like reconcile like i i like i read on uh, on instagram i read on instagram (laughs) that that, um like bob had a (laughs) new york had a girlfriend and like you know that like there was no like that, that it was all for story that they were like maybe gonna that she was maybe gonna give him a second chance and really? then of course like all that is abuse allegations came out and that i mean he said all of those things right and th- that was real but i was like after hearing that i was like well of course if he has a girlfriend and like he was just doing this for like a check slash to like help support her story then that doesn't surprise me that like it was fake and it's interesting that we put so much focus on Kenya's relationships, probably because so many of them have been manufactured, and we don't put enough on Sheree's because she had that whole thing with. Remember that love doctor where it started off and it seemed like she was dating this guy who's really insightful and wanted to talk about the truth in relationships, and then Nini was like, "No, wait, I know you. You're a fraud. We used to be on. We used to talk and be on a show together, and then he was like staying in a motel and wouldn't tell her stuff, and he lied about being a doctor, and then he said he had a certificate with him to show her, and she's like, let me see it, and he's like, no, because it was probably." like a con ed bill like it was super she's made some really weird choices with guys I that think, makes me slightly concerned for she by sheree i think atlanta what atlanta does sometimes i think best is like they sort of call it out like they don't they talk about the show in a way that a lot of the other housewives don't which is that like a lot of women bring on guys and they say and then it comes out like oh they were an actor she hired him or that wasn't real or like like um they said that Kenya hired Matt. They said that Kenya, Walter. They said that Kenya yeah. made up her boyfriend, like her like African boyfriend. They the Nigerian s- prince, right? Didn't they say that he but, was made up? 
I think they initially said he was made up and then Nini had some weird confrontation with him in LA when he was like calling out to her. So I think he was a real person. I think the extent of the relationship was probably made up and we like, but then Portia was with the Nigerian prince too. I was right. getting my and royals. Then, I was getting then, my African royals confused. Well, and then Portia had that guy who was like, she met. The who football was, like, player. She was like FaceTiming him and he was like 23. Yeah. And then, and then she then threw she, him a surprise And party. then the next season she had a boyfriend who was like her former boyfriend. And it was like, she asked him to have a kid and like, we that had a was contract. And weird. it was like, clearly obvious that they weren't together. And like that, like it was probably like somebody she dated who she was like, want to be on the show. Yeah. And we'll, like, suck. so I feel like, it, suck, and right? then there was the Bob and Sheree thing where it was like clear that she was not going to like accept him back. And I feel like they call each other out on that. And they also say, like, like when at the reunion, when Andy was like, why do you think Kim came for you at Sheree's party? And Kenya was like, because she needs a check. Like, I appreciate that Atlanta calls that stuff out because I feel like the other franchises do less of that. Like, mm-hmm. when Sonya has a boyfriend, they did call her out and said, like, he was an actor. And she was like, what are you talking about? She um, still continues, by the way, to post Instagram photos of the Frenchie. It's so strange to me. I appreciate that about Atlanta. I I also think that the whole conf- the conflict between Nini and Portia, it, first of all, I'm tired of it, but that's all about like Nini's appearance on Watch What Happens Live saying that Portia should have been fired from the show. Okay, so c- can you explain this whole thing to me? Because we were talking a little bit before about why I'm so confused by Atlanta. And I just don't understand. It's like, it's strange to me because I've seen every episode and I don't understand where some of the conflict started. For example, the girls and gays or whatever the fuck that was party that Nini threw when Kim came for Kenya when did that sort of Kim kept saying that Kenya's marriage was fake 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 so then Kenya finally says well at least I'm not like talking about pimping my my daughter out on Twitter which by the way I didn't understand why that was an insult because Kim did that it was a joke but then Kim's like don't talk about my kid and it's like sweetie you tweeted that to hundreds of thousands if not millions of people why is that Kenya's fault she's just calling out which was a dumb it was a dumb joke it's not like you like posted a legit Craigslist ad or you were like she will literally suck your cock I mean it wasn't like we didn't think that she was being literal although it's not outside the, the realm of possibility in Kim's like family life it just didn't I didn't understand why that led to the whole fury it felt strange to me it did seem like Kim was having some sort of maybe natural breakdown where she's like don't talk about my kids but it felt more like she was a rabid dog not the one that bit her child but like she it felt like she was going from zero to 100 and I didn't understand why they had such a toxic it's because producers were like Kim you need to bring make a fight with Kenya do you think 100% I think that that's the for me that's been the biggest problem is like that is the most exciting thing that's happened thus far and it felt super like unpro it felt like not provoked like Kim walked in that party and, and like and was, had a vendetta and was like muttering she walked under in her breath right, all about Kenya with Kenya, her red solo cup and Kenya was ignoring it and then Kenya finally, really was and then Kenya was like why are you like why are you paying attention to me if you don't like me and then it like escalated to like being like Stop like and also like why don't you worry about the the fucking daughter that you're tweeting about and like these tacky tweets that are like so tasteless and then Kim like took like 15 minutes before then she stood up and acted like she was offended by that and then Kim is like you don't know my relationship with Chrissy Teigen and it was like <laughs> sweetie I don't understand what you're trying um, to say so it did feel really weird to me I like super we're, guys we're both kind of like over it and I don't know why because you know we both die for this yeah. I just don't I well, I think I'm enjoying Atlanta more than I'm communicating right now I just don't know why it is or what is happening in front of me week well, to week and then the whole thing with like Porsche and Nini I don't yeah, care about either explain that to me well I think that it's like it's again it's like it's not a real argument like i think that nini thought that portia should be demoted or fired from the show because of and said that in an interview and 
Portia sort of fake like, and whatever, whatever phrase she yeah, used. And yeah, and Portia sort of like, why are you? Why did you act like you were like a a, like a big sister to me and whatever on the like on this show before? And then in press, you, um, you know, would say that I should lose my job and like oh. like I that's my this is like my livelihood and like my money and why would you do that if we're like if you've like looked out for me in the past? Aren't they both kind of right? Like Nini's like, yeah, I used to I be your truth. big sister, and then this whole shit went down, and I think it crossed the line, and you were involved, and I don't think it should be on my show. And Portia's like, that's not fucking up to you, and how dare you act like an executive producer? Of course, I think that there's definitely truth to both, which I think my girl Candy said when she was like. You know, she said to think after the argument, she said something to Nini like, um, she can't say – because I think that Nini was like – and we're also even. Like in the press, you've also said the same – Something. remember then they showed like a clip of Dish Nation. I love when they show like clips of Dish Nation <laughs> interviews. But they like showed a clip of like Debrat and Portia talking about Nini. And <laughs> Debrat. It was, and it was something about like um, – Whatever. I don't remember. But yeah, it wasn't even way. really offensive. But again, and Portia – and uh, Candy. Candy like said to Nini, she can't say to you – yeah, you did that interview and that was like – that irritated me. But I also did an interview when we weren't on good terms and talked shit. Like – and now she's like holding on to like Nini's part of it. But she can't just be like, okay, we're both kind of at fault and we're both kind of right. Like let it bygones be bygones. I think that the season is just like – I think that this is what happens again when I think that they start to eat their tail. It's like all of these women, no one wants to be a part of like the drama right now. So – when Marlo is the most interesting person because she's like wearing the most fabulous, sometimes yes. like expensive outfits, and fixing and, Nini's bun, and like walking in and just being that. like, "Who believes this woman? Who believes this marriage?" <laughs> and everyone was like, "And she's like, she's the only one." She's and stirring 50 the pot. Cent and she's, walks out. Yeah, she's, she's stirring the pot, and she's not even a, like official cast member. And I'm like, "You girls." I don't know. Aside from Candy, I feel like everybody else is like, no one's showing anything that's real. Portia's not showing anything that's real. Nini's not showing anything that's real. Um, Kenya's marriage is the thing that's real, but like they can't talk about it. And then um, Cynthia, it's like, again, why did she like hire a boyfriend? And my girl Candy is like, uh, you've been on a lot of shows, like in the next week's episode, scenes from um todd and candy go on a double date with like cynthia and her like new boo oh and candy's like you were on steve harvey talking about like why you were single and then she's like and also like a friend of mine who like works on a sh- worked on a pilot that filmed here in atlanta and he said you were also on that show about like being single and she was like so i just have to like express that i think you seem like an opportunist and like this is my friend and it's like i like yes let's be real stop hiring boyfriends stop like creating storylines just like if you're not interesting bow out of the show i also think there's a point where the cast members struggle when serious serious lines are crossed for example cancer gate and oc nobody knows how to handle that because it's such an obscene it was such an obscene manufactured lie and vicky will never come out clean from that that nobody knows how to react because it's like why would you ever let that go because it's so fucking crazy and atlanta the same thing with fucking phaedra she left a huge void i do not miss her for a single second i really don't it's strange because i sort of died for phaedra and you know that mm-hmm. and but what she did was a hundred percent evil cross the line disgusting duplicitous whatever but also i don't think people know how to properly move on from that because it was so crazy and Portia even if she was super manipulated was still an important part of what actually happened and Nini is at least saying like this is fucking crazy and I can't believe that you're still here because it it crossed a line when you're threatening someone I mean hashtag me too like when you're threatening (laughs) when you're threatening (laughs) 
<laughs> Jamie is dying. When you're threatening that someone is going to like come to your house and rape you, I mean, like that's a little bit different from is your totally. boyfriend fake? Like that's not. Uh, yeah. We live in a different world now, as of like a couple months ago or whatever. It's just I don't know how I don't know how to how to move on from that because it's so strange to me. And neither do the cast members, and I think neither does production. I think the interesting thing about, thing about Phaedra is that she's mentioned a lot. Like at first they were like my yeah, friend, right. and now so it's we like, Phaedra, like Phaedra, 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 right? And I'm like. Because they keep saying her name, I'm thinking... She's coming back? They have to bring her back for one episode. No way. I mean, that's because of how much she's mentioned. And also because they're making this drama. I mean, of course, they're making the drama between, like, Nini and Portia about Portia and Phaedra. Such a big storyline right now that I have to feel like they have to bring Phaedra back at some point. Maybe just for a scene. Just to, like, acknowledge that she is was sort of... She is culpable and she was part of setting this the storyline into sh- in motion i mean she is the driver of it but after the reunion happened when she was leaking stuff and pretending other people were saying it that it was actually the executive producer that fed her that line or That's a producer said, that yeah. fed her that line i don't think production would want to be anywhere near her plus todd which we've you know he was started as a member of production before he went into a relationship with candy i think he's too important candy's too important i think that liability wise i don't think they want her anywhere near this because i think bravo knows enough to say she is t- toxic legally and we're not we don't want to pay money in that way to have her back on the show and they also don't really need her because she's constantly talked about yeah, so I don't, I don't know, know that anyone Somebody would film needs- with her I don't think Portia would film with her because I think Portia's just smart enough to but know wait, she sweetest- needs to be so far away from that it's not even funny we'll just wait a season or two until they you think that they would bring her back 100 percent. i think that i mean if they TV, brought back daniel staub anything's possible i really think that they're always willing to bring people back when it's the time is right because they feel like after like this passes you know like after this season passes and they can reevaluate it. and if it's like if poor if phaedra's willing to come back and cause shit again and the show's boring why not which i think is a great segue to daniel staub i can't believe she's on the show <gasps> I, oh my god high five I can't believe she's thank on the show. you i kind of thought it would reinvigorate the franchise no but I it's just, bringing it to it's slow untimely untimely I think that, slow death I think that, slow death i think jersey should be canceled because it hasn't been good since carolyn manzo left danielle i just called you danielle damien <laughs> please call me danielle staub absolutely well um every day my gender identity is danielle staub those <laughs> are my pronouns okay but damien bellino i couldn't agree with you more i think First off, I have to say, so you obviously watched the um, Holiday Spectacular for Watch What Happens. when Margaret, too. Okay, well, we need to talk about that. When Margaret and Marge Sr. walked out, the look on Kim, the look of shock and fear in Kim Zolciak's face and on Giselle Bryant's Giselle face. Giselle Bryant Jane, is everything. Giselle Bryant is everything. Shout out to Giselle Bryant. Um, but on the three of them and Erica Jane in the front row when they're all like, who the fuck is that? Because no one watches new jersey except for i think people that physically live in the tri-state area or fucking moron tree huggers who think she's the same person that she was season one when she was talking about getting boobs from like an a to a b plus like it's there's nobody i don't know a single person that considers new jersey now their favorite favorite franchise and i think it is dead in the water now i do have some questions and concerns i mean first off danielle stop should never have been brought back the look on siggy flicker's face in milan and siggy we need to talk about but the look of fear on siggy's face when like danielle comes in hard is 
interesting but also terrifying because I don't want Danielle Staub I don't want Danielle Staub anywhere near anybody when they do like the guys that are going out to drinks to talk about their plus ones and Marty it was the dumbest thing first off I like turned away or I was doing something else because I don't care about New Jersey to give it like anywhere near the 50% attention that I give everything else Um, when it was like I was like who's that guy that's like with Joe Gorga or whatever and then I rewound it or whatever on my computer or whatever you call pressing the button to a different place since we don't actually have a rewind um and I was like, it's Marty. And I was like, who the fuck is Marty? And then it says Daniel Stobbs. And I was like, I don't want to know anything about anybody else. It was bad enough to see the shit she put her kids through. I don't want to see her tw- 20th engagement playing out in this where we're pretending she's a real person in a real relationship. Like, let's give her as little time on this show as humanly possible because she's so fucking dark. And sorry, she's so fucking dark and evil. And I just don't want to see it. She's crossed so many lines when they do little flashbacks and it's like her with Caroline Manzo where she's talking about how you're a clown. And I was like, I miss that. I miss just a moment where it felt like truth was being held up, that this is a bad person. She is genuinely a bad person. I can't believe that Bravo was that desperate that they allowed her back. I don't like seeing her like pulling a little bit at Dolores who is like Jesus Christ superstar on that show Dolores is the only light for me on that show and it upsets me that Dolores has to be forced into being in the same room are they all trashy this is a question that I had a conversation with about my like I think that like their outfits it's like it upsets me no just like just in general like their behavior like are they all when they they were in Milan I um my roommate my friend was like (laughs) they're also trashy and I was like I don't know if Dolores. Of course they are. I was like a Dolores and Siggy, oh, and he was like, mm, he was like, they're trashy too. I I do not think for a single second that Dolores is trashy. I think that she's New Jersey. She's like genuinely New Jersey, and there is a gray area of like someone being so connected to like definitely being from their home state, and that home state being like the trash state. Like it's not the Garden State. That Garden is like filled with trash. I think that there is something to be said for that. Siggy, it's not that I think that Siggy is trashy. I think Siggy is so desperate for something and I think it's related to her brand when I found out that she was coming out with a book this year about bullying it all clicked with me that like it felt like she came into this season with an idea of how she wanted to project her behavior and it has completely come back in a really bad way it doesn't make any sense like this whole hormonal pellet thing I couldn't give less of a shit about like I I don't know any of it but the way in which she's communicating, even if it's like to Melissa or whatever, it seems so false and it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like season one Siggy, which is, there's something to be said for, um, and Michael Rappaport has, I think, talked about this too. Like there's like a little bit of a hex on your second season where people come, if people love you season one, they try to double down on that season two and a lot of people fuck up. And I think for Siggy, she just genuinely, came on really really strong in a way that I don't understand that that reads to me as false and the fact that she keeps on talking about bullying 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 and then I find out she's like coming out with her second book which is all about bullying I'm like what what, chicken in the egg like what came first did you shoot the season or start the season and feel like you were being attacked and say how do I monetize this or what like it doesn't it just it doesn't feel real to me the Hitler stuff I was like that's what I was just gonna say I literally talked about my highlights that I got yesterday and how my reaction to that is like similar to a Nazi like and I'm Jewish-ish like I have a menorah that I put on my in my beautiful mirrored table because I think it's pretty but like I don't light it but like I don't I don't I I don't understand she was being hyperbolic but I also I mean if your parent is a survivor of the holocaust I don't know does that change 
I think maybe that, and if that's like a friend or an acquaintance, you know, it knows that information. But that and doesn't then, make you an anti-Semite. I am I Jewish and I, I use, maybe I use Hitler and a Nazi too much and I should like read more about like more current political history. But there's, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a, ter- I guess it's really, it's a terrible phrase that people use, but like, yeah, people say it and I don't think it makes you an anti-Semite. It just depends on how much I dislike you and if I want to bury you or not. If I want to bury you, then I'll be like, yeah, you're like super racist. But if, if you're a normal person who made a mistake, then I, I just felt like she was, super reaching she was reaching in some ways and then not understanding in any way the way that they were feeling about kim d it was so this whole thing it's like so like, manufactured again, none of it feels real right and none of it does feel real i think that yeah i don't know i you need people to go through real stuff on camera in order for it to be compelling and i think that what we're seeing here a lot is nobody going through real stuff everybody just creating arguments with each other to push story ahead. It feels like a really trashy telenovela. Like it feels super staged. Any of those moments where anybody's Danielle throwing a throwing glass, glasses in that so restaurant in Milan, Milan and trying to flip a table. What she was trying to do was flip a table so she could have a full circle moment. Like you could see the little like brain bubble above her head where it's like, oh, trying, trying, trying. I it honestly thought good. the only way that Danielle would work this season is if she did betray Teresa. Like, I thought that would be the most I think that's going to be next season. She can't do this forever. But, she can't pretend to be, like, a great friend forever. But she's she is boring, and the only thing that she has done is, like, sort of wedged her way in between... Wedged Danielle herself, and Dolores? Um, Teresa and Dolores. Like, yeah, she's, yeah. Oh, sorry. She's, yeah, like, yeah, wedged Teresa. herself in between Dolores and Siggy versus Melissa and Teresa as, like, a, I'm your friend. And it's, like, and Teresa and Melissa are also... I have nothing against New Jersey. I'm from No, we have a lot against New Jersey. Oh, you mean the, like state. the state. Oh, but I like, have stuff against like, New Jersey. I hate so, it. I think it's terrible. They're so dumb. And it's like... New, all of New Jersey. Just the women The women. The, the women that On lose. Housewives. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, they're so dumb. And, and I miss Carolyn Manzo all the time. And I, th- I think what I liked about Siggy was that I didn't think she was dumb. And yeah, she's I don't just, know that I... I don't know if I think she's dumb, really, but... She's just leaned in. She's, she's just like, leaning into, like, She's leaning in in a bad way. She's making bad choices. And I don't know that, like... Yeah, I just like Teresa and Melissa are really dumb, and it's hard for them to be the poet. Like, they're like the Tamara and Shannon. Like, they're supposed to, like, I'm supposed to be into their dynamic, and like, they're idiots, and they're not smart, and they're not helping. They're not helping push story. They're just like kind of watching all these other women go at it and being like, well, we're like untouchable. Like, I think that they feel untouchable, and it's like watching Melissa, it's watching Danielle and Margaret go at siggy and dolores and it's like they're just sitting in the middle not doing anything i also think that they both both tree and melissa need to be like super coached before they start stuff like the whole thing at posh the prostitute what was it she was like prostitution she was like um porsche uh what posh stands for prostitute which was so scripted home record cohort peace maybe prostitution uh, what does O stand for? I don't know. Whatever she said, it was so, so scripted and so coached in a way that like made me kind of sad because it's like you knew they were standing outside when they stood outside of like walking into that room. They were like, do we really have to do this? I mean, nobody said that, but definitely there was some hesitation there because I was like, this is so fucking done that you like army up with your bitches and then you go in this room to confront someone because they thought they saw you with a guy when you were at a club and then Kim D does this whole reveal where the hairdresser that was doing their hair oh my god she was the one that had all the truth about all this going down it was a hundred percent exactly like the gentleman's club in New Jersey except at least at that time Teresa wanted to destroy her sister-in-law that was where there was truth there they knew yes. that they were talking about a lie they just wanted to do it to actually destroy the marriage of a family member which is what made it so fan- uh, fascinating on TV this round it's like everybody knows it's bullshit but they need something 
to do. So Kim D knows it's bullshit. Teresa knows it's bullshit. Melissa knows it's bullshit. Um, I think that Margaret was probably slightly confused about what was going on. And Danielle Staub is just so thrilled to be on TV. She can't even, she doesn't know what to do. It, it was so stupid. And then it's like, why are these women walking in the show after? But none of it, it's so stupid. It's like, like no, dumb. They're it, not all real friends. Right, it's so of, stupid. None of it matter, matters. And it's none like, of it matters. And like, their argument is sort of like, how dare you walk in her runway show after what she did to Teresa and Melissa. But it's also like, but you guys are friends with Danielle. And after right. she so did, like, what, let's not pretend. Like, what are your standards for what is a good friend? Because you've made up with Danielle, who was also awful to you. That being said, Kim D is complete trash. Yes, but she might as well just be on the show then, because she, like, when her and Marlo are the people that are driving story, and are the there's most... a real problem, yeah. and they don't even have like half of an apple or and a think, piece of trash and, or whatever that they show. <laughs> and, I, and, and I think that's what's interesting is like I think that sometimes when people have been on these shows too long, they don't want to be the drama. They don't want to be this person who stirs the pot because they're they have too much to lose. They have too much to lose. With they have their, their own. Dumb mini empires, all that shit. But yeah, but like, who cares? It's also boring. I hope Beverly Hills is good. I don't know. I'm nervous. It won't be. I'm nervous at Erica Jane. I feel like she's sort of like, for me, she, I think she's like, you know, I, I love underdogs. And I think that like, she was so wonderful her first season. And then was last season her second? I think third, right? Well, mm, yeah, I think third because she like was super open about her mom's stuff. Maybe it was her second. I, I think, want, it, was I think it was her second. Maybe it was her second. second. She was like so, sort of open about her and I was, mom's and stuff I was or whatever. I into her because I felt like Pandagate went on me. for a long time. Right. And like I also think Dorit's annoying, but I felt like she was doing her job. And I felt like Erica was like. Yeah, Dorit I'm into because she's super pretentious and full shit. Yeah, which she's I, an I, idiot. I like she's that. fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you she, know she's like that in her personal life. Yeah. And I think she has like good makeup. Yeah, yeah. I'm into it. She pretends like she has money. I don't know if she does or doesn't, she, but I don't care. We know she is a grifter. She 100% does not have money. PK <laughs> um, has no money. But, yeah, I hope that Beverly Hills is good. I'm nervous that it won't be. The trailer is not good. The There's trailer, no, no, the trailer is like, look how much money they have. And it's like, guys, we know they have money. They hold a diamond in their opening credits or whatever. Like, Beverly Hills is like the real money, or they're very, very good at hiding it, or they're Kim Richards. Like, it's... I don't know. No, you're what... like money or your money adjacent. Right. Which is why it's so strange to me that like the last couple weeks, I've obviously watched all these episodes, but the shows that have really connected with me that like remove the dirty taste in my mouth from OC are Married to Medicine, the first episode of which was, guys, listeners, I know that probably many of you li- watch Married to Medicine. If you have not watched any prior season, do not worry. Just start with episode one of this season it is extraordinary it was so like literally five seconds in I was like what the fuck is happening like shit goes down on Married to Medicine that is so real and so intense and so cutting I was like here for days for it and then fucking Vanderpump Rules brought it I'm more interested in Vanderpump Rules and in the first episode of Vanderpump Rules than the entire last season of OC and probably all of the upcoming uh, Beverly Hills you know what's interesting about Vanderpump Rules I started to watch the first episode and I was sort of like of this season yeah and I was like I kind of know if I'm into this oh, because it's like again they've a lot of them have been on the show for this long like Tom and Katie are the worst they got me ma- I, I love Tom but like Katie's the worst they're Schwartz, married now yeah. yeah like they're married now do I care she's still the mm-hmm. worst Stassi's annoying Jax and like uh, Brittany are apparently very happily ever after and then it was like oh did he cheat and I, I was like oh this is like some girl who was a peripheral character creating drama because she wants to be on the show yeah and Brittany I thought was acting and then it was like oh fuck he did do it and then I was like well now I'm invested because he admitted it and it was like well he admitted it whether it's true or not he owning it it. now it's like how many times did he do it right and I'm like fully invested in that it's so ridiculous because she was like taking care of like a patient like she or whatever she She had a 95 she was like caregiver for like a a 95 year old woman had in the was it in the same room where they were having sex or just in that woman's apartment it was in that woman's apartment I think but I'm not 100% sure 
God forbid. Um, but like that, so I'm like, uh, I'm fully invested with that. And then like Tom Schwartz got drunk and talked about how he was directionless. And I was like, that felt real. Like, and was like and he crying was, and he in was, like a really he sweet was, like, way. He was like, no, I'm drunk. And I was like, oh, but like he's drunk, but like it's real emotion, you know? Yeah. And like they are. And the, he was embarrassed. And I think that this all speaks to what we've been criticizing this whole episode of Andy's Girls 51 <laughs> is that like Tom Schwartz. Tom Sandoval. San- Sandoval and um Jax. Jack are real friends and that like Katie and um Stasi and Kristen who didn't make her appearance yet did she Yeah she was on it she yelled at Jack oh, right, right, right. like those women are real friends so yeah. like Wait who did you just say from the women Katie Kristen... Stasi and Kristen Yeah 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 okay yeah. I think cuz they're on the outs now with uh Sheena the one yeah. who changed her face yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and I, I think that James might I I think he's maybe gay cuz he kisses his, his like his gay friend in the trailer I love how there's like this weird gay undercurrent with all of these men of Vanderpump mm-hmm. Rules cuz they are a little bit gay which I'm like into they're on the spectrum I think like in an LA way like yeah, Tam, totally, Tom totally. Sandoval wears like five layers of base yeah, like I'm into it. it like cries it off I yeah. I think that there's still whether however per manufactured some of the drama is like Jack's really fucked Faith. Whether or not, like, that happened, like, 10 months ago. And she might be pregnant. Right. I'm into it. The stakes are high. Housewives, none of the stakes are high. Like, it isn't, the stakes aren't high when Kim Zolciak, who's been off the show and barely knows Kenya, returns and just starts a fight about nothing. Like, the stakes didn't make any sense The stakes to me. aren't high when your, like, sworn off enemy is suddenly, like, your biggest ally and is breaking glasses over people that you allegedly have known for 20 years. And you're, like, not doing anything to mediate or... Like, it's just, like, the stakes aren't high. It is all just for television. And I I want to engage, and maybe this will be a good way to tell who, um, which of your listeners are on social media. But, like, can we talk about, like, hashtag Andy's girls? Are the, are the housewives dying? Oh, are, my God. Are they going extinct? Like, like our I'm, exci- I'm excited for Potomac to come back because I'm nervous that none of them are good anymore. And at least I feel like Giselle, I feel like they're new enough where they still – and, like, people think Potomac's not good. So that they feel like they have to prove it and i feel like dallas was that way like they no one liked season one of dallas and then they came back and were like hey actually this is the best and they also you get to watch when it goes from season one to season two how much they lap up the media attention Mm -hmm. so it does change and sort of like pervert them if that makes any sense because they've now got a mass more following on like instagram social media they're doing press appearances they have a taste for that fame that they're craving by going on a reality tv show on bravo a specific kind of franchise even if like potomac for example they didn't know initially they were doing real housewives they thought they were doing a different kind of show they thought they were doing like a quasi married to medicine kind of show um it's interesting to watch that change, which I think I saw probably most absurdly on New York at the beginning when, you know, and I could talk about this for days, the whole Jill and Bethany thing, season three, where it was like so much of the um, breakdown in their friendship was created or exacerbated by watching it play out and talking about how the tabloids were like lapping it up, you know, when Jill's talking in page six about how she's, you know, there's some breakdown in their friendship because of a launch party at Saks or whatever. Like when you watch the media get involved in these women start to recognize themselves as something more than a wife, mother, business, whatever, that's when it becomes really interesting. That's when it becomes, I think, sort of true to the Real Housewives franchise. And what we're experiencing now is like Jersey is dead, gotta say. OC went way off, way like way, way, way off course, and is the first. It's and is the I first. Mean, see, think, it's dead with Vicky. It's it's. I think there's like still Lydia potential. And Peggy, like I don't care about those. People. Well, Peggy got fired. Lydia, I would like to stay sort of similar to Dorit in that I strongly dislike her, but 
there's something there where I'm like, you're kind of interesting. Like the whole weird, like you're married to a gay man. You're like super into Jesus. You don't like drag queens. Like there's some weird dumb shit there. That's like unique on OC, which I can appreciate disliking her in her own unique special, like tinsel and whatever glitter way. Um, but it, it, it can't stay as is with Vicky there. So the production needs to decide what's more important to continue the first franchise because you're afraid of how this will look if you cancel the very first Real Housewives franchise, right? Or make some real casting changes. I think that there's potential for it because I do not trust Tamara in any way. And I think that potentially she could turn on Shannon next season. I think that they've been really close for a long time. Maybe Shannon's like single and maybe she's having like a meltdown about that. That could create some like interesting magic. I think if they brought in someone Gina Keo. Gina Keo's not gonna do a goddamn thing because Gina Keo like apologized to Tamara for taking Simon's side. So like what the fuck is Gina Keo gonna do? Gina Keo's gonna laugh, laugh in the background and be kind of awkward because Gina Keo is used to OG OC, which was a very, very, very different show. You watch when the OGs of OC come back and they usually don't figure it out. Like Lori Peterson, Lori Waring Peterson did not understand or went way too hard in coming back to RHOC and it completely blew up in her face. Like she thought she could just be a shit stir, start drama, weird rumors about Vicky and that it would go well for her because she had real vengeful feelings about how Vicky had been talking about her millionaire, you know, second or third husband, George Peterson. Like it didn't, it didn't go well. So you have to think about those examples and, and say to yourself, what's the way to find a solution to this to continue the show? And the only way I can see that happening is firing Vicky and then finding some kind of, I guess, fresh meat. They're, they're going to need to have someone and keep Megan King Edmonds. Peggy's already been fired. She was a fuck up. Um, keep Tamara and Shannon because Shannon now has an interesting story arc and then put some fresh blood in there. But I don't even I don't even know the type that they should have. But I know that Tamara is going to be so um focus on staying queen bee that she will hate whoever comes in similar to how vicky has always been with the only exception to that being shannon where when someone comes in you feel threatened and you want to like make sure they get put into like push into all the shit i think that Tamara will step up to that role and like center of the the cast but i don't know what else you can do you can't do anything if vicky's still there you just can't do anything if vicky's still there it's just gonna be Bullshit. And I don't think I think that these women probably sense the season hasn't been received well. And I think they're all going to take away really bad lessons from that. Like they're just going to exacerbate the bullshit. And I don't think that's going to work out in anybody's favor. I, I, I don't know what else there is to do. You have two choices. Fire Vicky or don't. Either way. Otherwise, are people I, I don't know what to New do. Jersey? Like what is the sentiment on that? Because I know that the sentiment on OC was like it's bad. But like did, are people also think Jersey is bad? Are people invested and think it's good? I think that people were invested in Jersey when the whole fuck up should happen with is Melissa a stripper or not because that was so real that and when like Caroline Minza was out that was four like seasons that was ago. like season four I want to say when Jack Lorita had a breakdown wouldn't film the I want to say it was like I don't remember season four or five yeah four or five and Jack Lorita was like in her bathroom having a mental health breakdown and wouldn't film the reunion because they had started production and Teresa was trying to do some shady shit like I think that's when people cared I cared but it was also super uncomfortable because it was a real family when Joe Gorga is crying talking about how he hadn't talked to his parents in like a year or whatever that is really fucking real I think Teresa became wooden when she was arrested and sentenced and she 
has little moments where she's quote unquote honest. And I appreciate those moments where she's able to talk about, you know, the problems in her marriage with Joe. But I also think she's doing it because she's someone's writing her another book and she's doing it because she needs a paycheck and she's doing it because they have some sort of plan about when he gets to jail and gets like deported, how they're going to survive. Like, I don't it's I think the reality of R.H.O.N.J. probably changed the second that they're um like you know law stuff came into the picture and the second that she and melissa came back to each other because i think they do have some sort of agreement about sticking together i don't think it's explicit but i think that they both know that there's too much on the line with their family that they're not going to cross each other i don't think they're smart enough to be like we're better united and we're stronger united i think they both just agree like we're not going to bring up any of that shit and if we do we're going to pretend it's all kim d's fault you know i don't know that anything will change that i don't know i don't know that even if you fire teresa that that's going to make it a better franchise no, i mean i, I don't know franchise like sometimes they just maybe run their course like but like i would rather a dallas or a potomac like i'd rather a new city with new characters and like, because the thing about those cities is like we know what a Jersey woman, quote unquote, is. Yeah. Like, based on this. In right. We don't know what a Potomac woman is because right. nobody had ever heard of Potomac exactly. until so, like, Bravo came with cameras. I don't know. Like, we don't know. What is a what is a Chicago housewife? What is a, I don't know, other housewife? What is a Houston housewife? Like, that would, I would be more interested in seeing new characters than, like, seeing the old stuff. Just like, it's just because it's, it's painful. But I don't think Bravo can go. I, I totally agree with you about Potomac or Dallas. But, like, starting with other franchises, I don't think they can do that without cutting some of the dead weight. Totally. Like, I don't think that they should continue some of the shit because i think it brings down the brand and it also for a viewer it's like i think most real housewives like diehards watch every franchise or most franchises like some people you're in and out for whatever reason a lot of the andy's girls guests don't watch atlanta which is strange to me um but a, a, most viewers, I want to say like day to day, like shout out to all of our listeners. I think they watch the majority of the franchises. And I think you would just be spreading people too thin if you brought back series without cutting some of the others. I mean, I talked about this with Leo Black when I was in Miami, which was there were rumors about, you know, Real Housewives coming to some sort of part of Florida. And she was like, maybe the panhandle or something. I, like, I don't know Florida well, but it felt a little Jersey of me to like to me it felt a little jersey to me when they were talking about like random parts of florida where i was like no that's we want like palm beach we want like real housewives palm beach um so i don't know i don't know how they're gonna do that her perception of like miami like is it dead forever does she think it could be right would she go to another city i don't know that she would go to another city i told her i was obsessed with her being on um flipping out with jeff lewis and that it made it would make sense for them to have some sort of spinoff similar to what we're gonna see with frederick and bethany which by the way i saw that trailer and it's kind of super dumb and i'm super into frederick so i don't know how that's gonna play out see that feels super staged to me in a way where i'm like I don't know you know I'll watch every episode but I don't know how into it I will be but I do think that Leo Black is meant to be back on Bravo and I don't know in what capacity that will be I think it was a really interesting organic fit with Jeff Lewis because he's such a character and she's such a character and it made sense when they were like doing the whole Queen of Versailles um, series of um, eps on the last season of Flipping Out and I think she's great I don't think she thinks that R-H-O-M or Housewives of Miami will be back in the way that it was and she was like being sassy about how other cast members still think it's coming back and they're super desperado i mean the interesting thing with leah black is like she genuinely doesn't need the show like she has a fucking ton of money she is a hundred percent a character i've met with her in person twice at this point 
she is she has no qualms about going all in and like saying a lot of shady shit, which I love and can like eat with a spoon for days. Um, I don't think that she thinks that the show is coming back. I think she's probably open to being on a Bravo show in the future because she thinks it's an adventure, which is kind of the the ideal housewife that you want where she's not desperate for it, but she likes the bells and whistles that comes with it. And she's friends with Lisa Vanderpump and there's other stuff. She has a house in LA, but I don't see her on. I think that's what you, what's missing from the, a lot of the franchises right now is women who don't need the show. It's like, Beverly Hills cast doesn't really need it. Certainly like Camille and Kyle and Lisa don't need it for money. I mean, maybe Camille obviously wants some sort of fame and relevancy. Kyle for sure wants relevancy. And And it also, by the way, they don't need it for money, but Kyle has Kyle and Mauricio have been helped exponentially by her time on the show because he at, at the beginning was still working for um, Rick Hilton. No, at Hilton Highland or whatever, and then left to start the agency. And the reason that the agency similar to Bethany exploded in the way that it was, was because they had a, they had that national name recognition and that helped as opposed to him being, you know, a great real estate guy who starts to leave his own and, you know, leaves his company to start another one. I think that's a huge help. I feel like that coupled with, you know, it's like Candy doesn't need the show for money. You know what I mean? But like it gives her a bigger, but like. But she does. She will never have an issue paying her bills, but she gets payback. Right. She gets more by being but on like the show. But like Teresa not being on the show, like she needs the check. And she also Desperately. like, she won't, she's not going to be interviewed for places anymore unless it's about housewives. You right. know, like I feel like some of these other women have other ventures and that those are the people that are compelling to watch for me. Because I want to know that your life exists when the cameras stop rolling. I don't want it to be like, oh, all of the drama is like fine. Like, I don't think about any of it. Like, I want it to be like, what is your family drama? What is your relationship drama? What are your businesses? And then like, who are your friends? And like, who of these friends are like your real friends? And I just think we're hashtag Andy's girls are is housewives dead. Wait, so can I ask you a question if we're talking about death? Oh, my God, this is a really bad. I'm so sorry. I, I apologize in advance for what I was about to say. So what I'm about to say. So I sent you a DM the other day of Jill Zarin taking an Instagram v- video of her crying as she walks through her Hamptons estate because Bobby is dying. So they sold their plays. Oh, my God. I did get it and I did not watch it. So I didn't know. The, I like I Don't, remember I got, sent it you some, part I got it two. Like on the subway or something. I never watched. It. I sent you part two because I didn't realize there was a part one. And then I watched part one and it was like super depressing and there are rumors oh god I feel so bad saying this but there are I think I probably already said it already I'm like another episode now maybe I don't feel as bad there were rumors that the reason that she did the Jill Zarin luxury lunch in the Hamptons this summer and had like a film crew there and invited and flew out housewives from like all over the place including internationally was because she wanted to film it to maybe get herself back on a Bravo show and that's probably changed a little bit, right? Because, like, Bobby is not doing well. And I don't know if that will make her more desperate to be back or maybe in a different place emotionally. But if we're talking about people that don't need the show, Jill is the opposite of that in that she craves being on Housewives. She doesn't need it financially. She has these, like, weird furniture lines that I guess everybody has at this point where she's, like, selling rugs that I looked into. I might buy one. Look cute. But she doesn't, she doesn't need it financially, but she needs it in a different way she's like desperate for it and I wonder if they gave Danielle Staub another chance which was a terrible fucking idea if they're gonna dingle a carrot or if Bethany or if they 
if they're going to dangle a carrot to her knowing that they might lose Bethany as a result. I don't think they would ever do that if Bethany still wants to be on the show unless it's in a capacity where, like, they don't film together. Like, I don't think that but Beth- then why else have her? Exactly. So I feel like ne- the answer is no unless Bethany leaves. I think Bethany has way too much control and they have too much invested in, like, her and her brand and her being a part of, like, not only Housewives but now her spinoff that, yeah, I don't think that they will invite her back unless it's just as, like, a – Unless cameo she, like the set kind yeah. of stuff with Luann yeah, like she's she still like friends with, with like Luann or she like does right. a scene with like Ramona like those things but never that she would be like in a scene with Bethany you know what that's kind of interesting because I thought why else would she be on except if she could have a confrontation with Bethany but there's so much weird shit with her in Ramona where they have like a weird catty friendship competitive dynamic that came out in Morocco I wonder if that would be enough to get her to come back but I don't know that I may think I think maybe Ramona has too much clout to allow for that to happen I don't think Ramona would want Jill to be back on the show getting attention stealing it from her I don't think she would want it but I don't think that Ramona has any say in that sort of stuff I I think that I wonder if Bethany has any sort of say in casting my guess is no but I guess but I, my guess is that some part of her contract is like I am not going to like film with 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 Jill some part of her contract and also some part of her relationship with Andy because like she and Carol have that weird dynamic where they're like actually socially friends with Andy Mm -hmm. and I don't know how that will play into that ruins the show a little bit because he they get an easier pass like in the edit yeah and he probably gives a little bit more pressure to like Luann for example because in the past I would say because she doesn't have as strong a friendship with Bethany which is also just kind of like a we- I have like a weird random side question for you did you watch when Kenya was on watch what happens live sort of recently yes every time that she is on watch what happens live and I am not a Kenya apologist by any means though I do like her more yeah, I'm into after her now. the uh, mom stuff and the Matt stuff and he was like trying to murder her or whatever um it feels like he hates her or he's either shady. Really? It feels like Andy hates her or she's he's shadier with her than he is with other housewives. Like it feels like he doesn't love her. And I wonder if that happened because of the scepter and she never and, and her like never taking responsibility. Not that she like hit herself, you know, like obviously Portia made a choice to be physically violent, which she's done several times, but also like that, that maybe he's pissed that she like, I never got the that show vibe. into that. It's weird to me. I honestly like, please watch the watch what happens that she was just on. It feels, or maybe he knows that she's like bullshitting when she like pretends to be pregnant. And like, she does this dumb stuff where she like, and she's doesn't, do, she did it with a Nigerian prince when she was talking about him. She's and trying she's to doing be coy it. With she's him. trying to be coy. She did it when she went on Wendy Williams recently, which I watched the other day where she's like, I don't know, wait and see. And it's like, sweetie, like it just comes off as super false. And like, ties into all of what we're talking about today which is when you like get into a weird space where nothing you're saying is true and we can all see it and it damages how we feel about the franchise in general but it just feels like he doesn't die for her in a way that I found a little distracting when I watched the show I did not pick up on that when I watched it but if I can just my last question to you is that I was watching the watch what happens live with Cynthia and Tiffany Haddish did you see that yes and so I'm so obsessed with Tiffany Haddish I can't even tell you and when she brought up Who's the she? Tiffany? Tiffany. When Tiffany yeah. was like, oh, Nini did a show with me. And they were like, oh, was it funny? And she was like, well, it was funny. But then she got, she got drunk, drunk. And then right. I was concerned. And Andy and Cynthia, literally ne- neither of them said anything. And Andy was like, we'll be right back. And like went to a commercial. <laughs> and I was like, 
was that <laughs> was that a moment of like is it a well is like is it like a quote-unquote well-kept secret like is nini a drunk and like and like and like no i think the secret is that nini might not be as talented as she's positioned herself well right where nini's I, like i'm a big dramatic actress like the whole season where she was in la and now she's like i'm a comedy superstar except well i thought though she I, made a joke about I, I being like raped in an uber awkwardness was that like nini was a drunk well, I just thought the awkwardness was sort of like when Tiffany was like, she's a drunk. I don't like she or no, Tiffany said like she got she got drunk and then it got weird. And I was concerned. And then neither Cynthia or Andy like addressed it or made any sort of like eye contact. And then it was like commercial. And I, I don't know if maybe they were thinking like, was it that show where the Uber incident happened where she made that joke or what? But I was I like, I think it was probably further back, but tied into the idea that like Nini on different ventures is not as great as she I states that she is that I mean I hope that Atlanta is going to get good I forgot that an Uber thing happened and I forgot that like Nini got fired and then from, from the escape, escape tour right and, that'll come up in the reunion and that like Kim and Nini have a huge falling out that they're like fake suing each other for so like hopefully Atlanta will pick up steam when it becomes like real stuff because like that Nini thing is like real like she really said that on stage to an audience member so yeah and really had professional consequences and what else is she doing right now because Ryan Murphy is like making other shows that do not feature her personality type so like she needs to she I I guess she needs to double down into RHOA stuff but I don't even know the Kim Nini thing and then Kim saying she'd like hired a weird celebrity attorney to like represent her she hasn't sued for anything because there's nothing to sue about yeah but then Nini saying that Brielle is racist because Brielle posted a photo of like a cockroach in her house and nini's like your race i don't understand where some of these but that's actually kind of interesting to me talk about things that are real because you can sense that there's real anger there that they're just being really shitty to each other and i'm here for that part but i don't know that we'll see the fallout happened after it happened it wasn't that recently so it's probably right but it was the end of the season i think it was from a from filming the finale at nini's place and brielle attended and saw a bug and it's all played out on social media the worst case scenario for any real housewives franchise is when the social media off-camera stuff is more interesting than what we're watching week to week so maybe that's a lesson that rhoa will learn i don't know it had to have happened no, it literally happened when they were filming the finale. I don't at think Nini's so because house. then Nini and Greg went to a Halloween party at Cynthia's and dressed up like a cockroach and right, then because, Terminator. Yeah, because the filming ended before Halloween. Yeah, yeah, because they so already. So you think they went to Cynthia's for a Halloween party and it wasn't on camera? No way. No, I think it happened at Nini's house because Brielle they shot the finale at Nini's house. Brielle saw a bug. No, put but a I'm photo of it that, on Snapchat. Then that their Halloween is on the show. How, I don't think it's on the show. I think Nini just posted a photo of it on her Instagram where she dressed up as a cockroaches. And, I think uh, it's going to be. A, I think because like I don't think they're going to Cynthia's where she's dressed up as Fifty Cent and it's not filmed on camera. I don't. Think oh, that, that's interesting. Maybe yeah. I got the timing wrong. But yeah, there I, was cause shooting cause usually, of usually some kind. The there. shows are still filming when the show is premiere, and then they like usually like wrap up, and then they like have a couple months where they finish watching the show, and then they have a reunion. Oh, that's interesting. I knew the last part of that, but not the beginning. Wait, um, closing. I know. We're, I know. We're like, I feel like we've been doing this for two hours, and I feel like I just could keep going. Did you ever watch the Escape Show? It was so good. The drama was real. That should be a real show. I did watch Escape, and I had no recall of how this show mattered in the 90s, and I did watch YouTube episodes. But oh, you I, mean of the group? Yeah, like they don't mean anything to me, but um, just from my like childhood or youth or whatever, or when I was an infant because I'm still super young. Um, So I don't – I thought it was really interesting. I thought – I like watching Candy when she's uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't know why. It just like makes yeah, me like really connect with she her. She was a different role on that show. She was a different role on that show, and you could tell that there was real friction between – 
Candy in the place that she is professionally now versus the other women and how fucking real that was. And then there were those moments of truth when they like had a breakdown on stage where they were like, where that other woman was like genuinely apologizing to her. And then they go and watch what happens live and it's fucking tension. Yeah, I loved it. I was like, this is what Housewives is supposed to be. It's like, but that's, you can't manufacture that stuff because that's like history and like that's like right. real life. Yeah. And it's also like extremely awkward. And I don't think that Housewives these days that far along in the trajectory of the seasons and their right. arc would Get ever do it. That's why you got to. That's why I gotta recast. They you guys, you gotta exterminate them like the bugs in Nini's house. And on that note, um, Damien, closing thoughts. What are your thoughts on uh, Margaret before we go? Give me 10 seconds. Um, Ready, go. Was into Margaret when she opened up about her family and her relationship with her ex and all of those things and her stepchildren. Um, I'm not not into her. Like, I still think that she has something to offer. I just think that, like, she's on a sinking ship and I don't really, like, I don't care enough and I don't think she's. Of all of the women, she's like the least connected to anybody in a real way. So like, I just don't care. Like, I just want her to go away because I don't. I want real friends, people who at least have like stakes in it. Like, why is she showing up at Posh with the Posh Fashion Show with those other women? She should have like sat that one out and been just been like, I'm not going to take a side because like I'm friends with everybody. But like, she instead she's acting like she's not choosing sides or being. Or she's like like not she's like she's creating friction by uh, aligning herself with a certain side of, instead of just saying like I'm going to be Switzerland. She is is joining the side of like Teresa Melissa Danielle because she again like Dallas feels like that's the line like that she needs to be on Teresa's side opposed to being on um the other two divorce yeah, and yeah. um singing and I think that she could just like kind of take a step back and be like you know what these are all new friendships and I'm not gonna put myself in like real shit I'm gonna like step aside from it and like I'll show up and be comic relief and like that's how I'll win fans over opposed to like joining and like trying to defend people that I don't know like she's just doing too much as like a new friend to defend like Teresa she's not even a new friend she came in full time no, I know, but I'm saying like she's oh, a, new, a friend. new friend. Oh, as a she, new friend. As a new professional friend. Like, Siggy brought her in, and she's like against Siggy and like acting like she has a real friendship with anybody. And I'm like, you don't have even have a real friendship with Siggy. So why are you defending Teresa and Melissa to Siggy and Dolores? Like, who cares? Just be yourself. Be funny. Show your mom. Show your husband. Like, show your money. I'm into her husband. Like, show your weird shoe line that, like, I guess it's real, but like, who buys it? I still like, don't understand to save my life what she does. Where so, the like, I don't hate Margaret. I, don't I just it. think that she's like doing the most and act. Like, I just don't need you to act like, I don't need anybody to act like they have deep loyalties that run super deep because like we all understand how reality tv works so just like be like these are all new friendships and i'm just like learning the women and i don't want to invest my like you know i'll i'm not going to like choose a side when it comes to this because like that's personal or like that has history whatever she's just i think she's annoying she's probably dumb i don't think she's an anti-semite though yeah she's not an anti-semite but like maybe made a portrait of words to like you know a jewish person slash a jewish person who has like a you know like a holocaust survivor as like a per- person in their everyday life like maybe don't be like <laughs> i'm not a uh, hitler would let me live and then be like why are you mad it's like you're mad just also take your pigtails out you're annoying <laughs> anyway i don't care but like i do um i'm not even gonna share my opinion because i'm gonna dangle that as a carrot to get you back and be like we're gonna have 55 minutes where i talk about um margaret and marge senior marg senior marge senior i don't know how to say it, it makes me weird marge not marg Mar- i keep on wanting to call her marg i don't know why um brain fog guys on that note damien senior producer at vh1 pitch what you're working on next so we can all um support you and participate breakfast with tiffany excuse me watch brunch with tiffany on, brunch with tiffany on vh1.com and you know just um 
Follow him on Twitter. I am like, I stand for Damien. So, um, which is, by the way, my new favorite phrase. Um, Thanks I, for having me. I am so thrilled that you were here. OG of the AG and also me. Um, guys, happy Kwanzaa and whatever. And we will kiki with you soon. Follow us on social media. I forget. Oh, yeah. It's my name. Um, Sarah Galley and then uh, Damien Bellino. And write a fucking iTunes review. I swear to God. Don't just rate us. I want a paragraph. Okay? Because doctors told me I'm going to die otherwise. So write a paragraph on iTunes and send me a screenshot of it once it's posted. And I will share it on social media channels, which I know you're going to be obsessed with. Okay, guys. Die for you. So fun. Um, back next week-ish. Maybe the week after and <laughs> happy whatever um damien a pleasure die for you love you forever okay bye guys bye, bye.